At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way. Because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Every day, our news cycle is filled with stories of violence. In fact, there is so much of it reported that we just lose our ability, I think, to process what it means for other people and for us. And then things come along that just shake us to the core, like mass killing of innocent people. Last week it happened in a town named after Jesus in New Zealand. And I still can't believe that we are mourning the deaths of 49 innocent Muslims who died worshiping a God of mercy and a God of peace. In a painful way, it reflects the truth about this world that is also exposed in the gospel stories that we hear in this first part of the church year. Early in the Christmas season, we learned that King Herod was so intimidated by the thought of another human being having more power than he had, that he ordered the slaying of every firstborn male child in Bethlehem. Then early in the season of Epiphany, we saw what happened when Jesus announced his mission at the synagogue in his hometown. People there were so offended by what he said about the expansive love of God that they tried to capture him and to throw him off a cliff. And now, in this early season of Lent, we hear once again that Herod is intent on killing Jesus. Like the devil who appeared in last Sunday's story, this earthly ruler is bound and determined to stop Jesus from fulfilling his mission. His mission of countering the violence of this world with a new kingdom of justice and of peace. There are many things, of course, that Jesus could have done in response to the violence in his day. Certainly, he could have used his God-given power to fight violence with violence. Moreover, he could have turned on others with the same kind of hatred and bitterness that was projected onto him. Or he could have done what rulers certainly hoped, which is to respond with fear and to run away from his commitments. But that's not what we see in any of these gospel stories that are told in this time of the church year. Instead, what we see is the exact opposite. And that's what I want to remember as we consider what these stories mean for our lives today. 
The one we just heard belongs, as I said, to a series of readings in Luke's Gospel that's sometimes called the journey narrative because it recounts the events that took place from the time that Jesus set his face and his feet to Jerusalem, knowing that that would be the place of his death, but knowing that that was his destiny to stand up to power at the center of power. And I find that in itself to be remarkable. It's remarkable to me that Jesus is intent on going there, knowing what he knows. Because as he himself said, Jerusalem is not only where Herod lived, but Jerusalem is the city that kills prophets and stones those who are sent to it. And Jerusalem was the regional outpost of the new established Roman Empire. And everyone knew what Romans did with people who challenged them. But none of this had the power to deter Jesus from his mission. When he learned that Herod was intent on killing him, Jesus simply said, go and tell that fox that I am casting out demons and performing cures, and I am intent on finishing my work, the work that I have begun in this world. In other words, no one is going to stop me from doing what I came here to do. And then Jesus goes on to reveal something of even greater importance. In his next words, Jesus gives us a window into the very heart of God. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often have I desired to gather you, gather you as children, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. What an amazing thing. Instead of hatred or vengeance in the face of all of that, Jesus is filled with compassion over against the violence of this world. Jesus responds with a love like that of a mother who gathers her brood under her wings. In a sermon about this unexpected image that Jesus uses to describe himself, Barbara Brown Taylor said, given the number of animals available, it is curious that Jesus chooses a hen. Where is the biblical precedent for that, she asks. What about the mighty eagle of Exodus or Hosea's stealthy leopard? What about the proud lion of Judah mowing down his enemies with a roar? Compared to any of those, she says, a mother hen does not inspire much confidence. But Jesus won't be the king of the jungle, she says, in this or any other story. What he will be is a mother hen who stands between her chicks and those who mean to harm them. She has no fangs, no claws, no ripping muscles. All she has is her willingness to shield her babies with her own body. If the fox wants them, he will have to kill her first. A teacher named Debbie Thomas underscored that when she said, Jesus never promises us divine immunity from harm. What Jesus, the mother hen, offers is not the absence of danger, but the fullness of his unguarded, open-hearted, 
wholly vulnerable self in the face of all that threatens and scares us. What he gives us, she says, is his own body, his own life. And what he promises at great risk to himself is the making of his very being into a place of refuge and return for his children, for all his children, even the ones who want to stone him and kill him. In my view, that describes the central message of Lent better than anything else I have read. What we will see and hear every week in Lent now are actions and words of Jesus that are fully consistent with this image that he gives us today. And in the end, he will not only stand before Herod and Pilate, but before the most powerful empire on the planet. And he will say, if you want to threaten any more of God's children who are poor and hungry and weak and vulnerable and oppressed and excluded, then you have to kill me first. By the time Luke's gospel was circulated in the latter part of the first century, many followers of Jesus had already lost their lives by standing before the empire in the same courageous way. And I freely acknowledge that their story seems far removed from ours. But it shows us in a very clear way what human beings can do when we are joined to this love of God in Christ. In our case, the threats may not be mortal, but every time we offer our unguarded, open-hearted, vulnerable selves in the face of something that threatens the well-being of another person or persons, we embody this fierce love of God for all the world. It makes me wonder who you are most concerned about today. Maybe it is a vulnerable member of your family, or a close friend, or a vulnerable, vulnerable group of people today who need fiercely loyal companions. Or it may even be a person who has abandoned you or rejected you in a hurtful way. You may not be able to prevent them from getting hurt. But what you can be is the mother hen who stands her ground with no fangs, no claws, and no ripping muscles. Tonight at 6.30, the Islamic Center of Tacoma is inviting the community to a vigil, which gives us the opportunity to do exactly that. We cannot ensure their ongoing safety by joining them at the mosque, but we can lament with them, as Jesus does in our gospel, and we can stand our ground beside them in the face of violent threats. In the end, we can do this for others, because we know that we have a mothering God who is fiercely loyal to every one of us, even when we abandon her or betray her. The world may try in every way to deter her from her mission, but nothing in creation can do that. Jesus makes that abundantly clear when he says, 
you go and tell that fox that I am continuing my work. Tell him that I am casting out demons and performing cures and that I am intent on finishing the work that I began in this world. Thanks be to God. Amen.